This is the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, episode 27. Welcome to the Budget Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part, it won't break your bank. And now, the Budget Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hey guys, welcome to episode number 27 of the Budget Minded Traveler podcast. I want to say welcome back, but I guess I'm the one who's been gone um, in Europe for the last few weeks. And uh, we were traveling through the Balkans, Bulgaria, Macedonia, Albania, and Greece. And it was really an amazing trip. Um, I really didn't want to come home, but you know, I'm here. It's okay. That, That happens to all of us. Um, and you know, I could talk about, about my trip on, on this podcast, but I actually, this, this week, three years ago, I was in Peru and I have this app on my phone called time hop. Um, if you guys are, uh, interested in, you know, photo, if you take a lot of pictures on your phone and post to Facebook and Instagram, it might be fun for you to get this app. It's called time hop. And what it does is it shows it pop it populates your posts from this day in the past you know so one year ago to whatever it is and this week my posts from Peru were coming up and I really wanted to just kind of I don't know celebrate being in Peru three years ago I checked off the number one thing on my bucket list which is hiking Machu Picchu it was an incredible day we did it on November 5th was the day that we actually got to Machu Picchu And, um, so I always like to think about that every year. Usually my day just kind of pales in comparison to that day on November 5th. But I also always get a lot of questions about Peru and I had a lot of questions before we went as well. And so today's, uh, episode is actually going to be dedicated to Peru and preparing for a trip there, including a Machu Picchu hike. Um, I know there have been a lot of questions around this, and so I'm really hoping that this will help you plan your trip if if you are thinking about going to Peru. I know it's on a lot of people's bucket lists, so here's some motivation for you to get planning. So in this episode, we're going to cover prep before you leave, including what shots you need to get for Peru, when you should go, what you should pack, and then where in Peru... I recommend that you go, including how to get there and also how to book your tours, etc. And there are going to be a lot of resources and links mentioned in this episode. And so keep in mind, I'm going to compile everything together at the budgetmindedtraveler.com slash 27. And uh, there will be a packing list post to go with this episode that will be linked to from there as well. So keep that in mind. If you don't have the capacity to take notes at the moment, there will there are already notes online for you at the budgetmindedtraveler.com slash 27. All right, so we're going to start with prep. And this is really important because Peru actually does have some uh, recommended and required immunizations that you really do need to pay attention to, especially if your trip is going to involve any other countries besides Peru. And this is these are recommended for Americans. So I cannot say what what it is for other citizens. Um with visas and and immunizations, etc. However, if you are coming from the United States, uh, you're going to need your routine vaccines, which is like your measles, mumps, rubella, etc. 
Um, and then also th- for Peru, they recommend hepatitis A and hepatitis B. Both of those are series shots. And so you need to go more than once. And so if you are planning a trip to Peru, make sure you look into the immunizations well ahead of time, because sometimes it takes six months to get these done. And first off, um, when you're looking for how what it is that you need to get and where to get these, the easiest way to do this, and I'm going to link straight to it from the show notes page, but there is a page on my website called uh, thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash passports, and it has all the links you need for your passport, finding a clinic that administers these immunizations near you, as well as which immunizations you need for each country, etc., I use this page all the time because the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control.gov, that website is a bit hard to navigate sometimes. And so is travel.state.gov, which is the one for all the passports. They, they can be a bit hard to navigate. And so if you just go to the budgetmindedtraveler.com slash passports, everything is kind of organized there for you. And you just click through and it takes you right to the page you need. It's really a great resource. And like I said, I do use it all the time myself. So um, I will I will link to that page as well as the link straight to the Peru uh, where you can find the immunizations for Peru. So back to the the shots that you need. You also need typhoid, and the big one here is yellow fever. If you don't have these already, just get them because they are required for several countries around the equator, and that's around the world. And with Peru specifically, if you are going to be traveling to Bolivia to Brazil. Um, especially those three countries require that you have your yellow fever vaccination before you travel between them. So you can go from the U.S. to Peru and back to the U.S. without your yellow fever vaccination. This is as far as I know. You always need to check. Don't just believe one you know thing that you hear. Always check online. Double check even what I'm saying. You know, but as far as I know, you can travel from the U.S. to Peru and back without your yellow fever vaccination. But if you go to Peru from Bolivia or some of the neighboring countries, you're going to need it. And so if your trip you know, has more than just Peru. If you're planning on going more to more countries than just Peru, definitely make sure you have it. And don't lose that card that they give you. And I have said this before, but the yellow international vaccine card that they give you is your official ticket. (laughs) So do not lose that. Um, I speak from experience and I will link to a story about that one. If you have (laughs) 15 minutes, it's a long one, but it's a good story. And it's about how I lost my card and what happened. You do not want to be in this situation. Trust me. So keep track of your card, get your shots. You'll be good to go. Second, when to go to Peru. And this is a good question. I say just go because we went in November, for example. It was chilly weather, otherwise really good. Some people said that um, they said that it had been raining every single day at Machu Picchu. And so we were prepared for rain and it was a beautiful day. Sunshine, blue skies. It was incredible when we were there. That being said, the weather varies so much in Peru because there are so many difference in like the if you look at its actual makeup of Peru I mean they have coastal they have jungle they have highlands they have the mountains you know it's it's crazy different everywhere and so 
I actually looked it up on Wikipedia for you because I was thinking, how am I supposed to explain the weather in Peru? And this is what it says. In general, the climate on the coast is subtropical with very little rainfall. The Andes Mountains observe a cool to cold climate with rainy summers and very dry winters. The eastern lowlands present an equatorial climate with hot weather and rain distributed all year long. So basically, if you're traveling anywhere throughout Peru, you're going to see different weather everywhere you go. And so just be prepared for rain no matter what time of season and be prepared for cold because the Andes are high. You know, it's it's highlands. You get really high up there. So it does get chilly at night. So just be prepared for that and just go. The only thing is don't go in February if you want to hike the traditional Inca Trail. Um, There are several other hikes to get you to Machu Picchu, but if you are set on doing the original Inca Trail, they close it for the entire month of February for uh, maintenance. So just mark February off your list and just pick a time to go and just make it happen. So how to pack for Peru. And I am going to link to all, I'm going to have a, uh, a packing list for all of this stuff. But here is just some ideas to get you going. I take my I took my uh, Gregory Jade 50, which I would not recommend. I never recommend going too big on your backpack. I have a video you can watch how to choose the perfect travel backpack. If you don't already have one, definitely watch the video before you buy one. It will help you make your decision. And I will link to that on the show notes page as well. For Peru, it's also important to have um, bring a puffy jacket and a, a packable puffy. Usually the down jackets are packable. They almost all come with a stuff sack. Um, and I actually, before this trip, I did not own a puffy jacket, even though I had just moved to Montana. So that didn't last long. But I actually found one at Costco. They have down jackets for kids that are like 30 bucks and they're packable and they're definitely warm enough to do the job. So actually my husband and I, Nate and I both bought the kids size. I mean, they're like large and extra large and they totally fit us, you know. Um, But they were like 30 bucks at Costco. It was awesome because now we had these packable puffy jackets for the trip. The other thing I would recommend is a packable day pack. And these you can, the one that I have came from REI. It is, it like rolls up to nothing, but it ends up, you know, being a little day pack with straps. It holds um, water bottles. And so you can just throw it in your pack and just take that when you want to go on like a day trip or something. This is not for the Machu Picchu trip. It's for other days on your trip. I would also recommend bringing bringing leggings. And I even had a pair of jeans for the cold nights and we wore them a lot. We all brought jeans. Jeans are heavy. And so I always think twice about them when I travel, but we did bring them to Peru and we did wear them a lot. So go ahead and bring a pair of jeans, bring layer, bring good layering clothes um, so that, cause you're going to face all sorts of climates, like I said. So when, when it's chilly, you know, make sure you have layers and then you're going to have your packable puffy. So you'll be warm enough. Bring, um, you know, feel free to bring little gloves or a, a hat if you want. Bring, um, also on the, on the other side of that, bring clothes that you would run in. You know, I had, I have a running skirt that I love and I'll link to that as well. Um, because I actually hiked Mo- Machu Picchu every single day in that skirt. 
um, that running skirt. It's like a running skirt, and I swear by it. But I ended up wearing that and a shirt that I had from a race leftover. You know, like it's like a running shirt. Nate calls them technical clothes because they're like moisture wicking, etc. But if you have something like that, that's what I would bring. I definitely recommend a t-shirt for your hike to Machu Picchu. If you have old race t-shirts, they're perfect. Um, as long as they're not cotton, you do want uh, the, the technical shirts. But t-shirts are better because you are going to be carrying your backpack. And so it, you don't want it to rub on you. So d- I definitely recommend wearing a t-shirt with shorts or if you have a running skirt, ladies, it's perfect, really. And then, of course, bring running shoes or hiking shoes for the trek. Um, and you can bring maybe a couple different things to wear on that hike that are just about the same, you know, shorts and t-shirts so that you can have a change of clothes. So yeah, breathable t-shirts, running shirts for hiking, and you're going to be wearing your pack. So choose the t-shirt so you're not rubbing. And that being said, I didn't mention this before, but you go to Machu Picchu from Cusco. And wherever you stay in Cusco, these hotels and hostels are very much used to storing people's stuff while you go on your hike. They'll, it's not a problem for, I would say, in any of them. They provi- Ours provided us with trash bags, and we just put everything in trash bags that we didn't need for our specific four-day hike to Machu Picchu, and we left it at the hotel. So don't worry about that. You will be bringing your backpack with only what you need. So keep that in mind. For the Back to the packing list. You can bring a sleep sheet, which I will link to as well. They are cotton. It's almost like a cotton sleeping bag. And you can get like silk ones that pack down really small too. I have a cotton one. And if you choose to sleep in your own sheets, then you can do that if you're going to be staying in hostels. And that's an option, optional thing. I would recommend a water bottle because you are going to be drinking a lot on your hike. And um, it's easier to just have your own bottle a good camera definitely a good camera the scenery down there is incredible bring the camera if you have it I also recommend cotton t-shirts and long sleeves to change into at the end of the day it's really nice to just change into some cotton stuff after you've been sweating all day ladies I bring a scarf everywhere but definitely bring a scarf because it does get chilly and so it's handy I actually had those zip-off pants that are totally nerdy. And what's funny is I didn't wear them at all. I I bought them specifically for Machu Picchu back in like 2008 when I was going to be going there. And then I ran into that problem. That's the one that I was going to link to when I lost my, when I lost my vaccination card. You guys should read that story. But anyway, so I've had these nerdy zip off pants for like six years now. And I was like, I have to bring these because this is their for Machu Picchu. And what's funny is the only day that I actually wore them was the day that we went into Machu Picchu because everyone said it was going to be raining and I knew I was going to be sweating. I mean, it's so humid there, you know, and we were hiking. And so I knew I was going to be hot. So I wore the shorts thinking I can put the pants on if it gets cold and rains and it's just silly. And I would say forget about them unless you want them for that same reason. (laughs) I feel like those are the Machu Picchu pants. But anyway, we also went to the sand dunes in Peru and we used the same clothes there that we did at Machu Picchu. So as long as you have, you know, if you think about it, you have hot clothes for hiking And then cool clothes for being in town at night. That's exactly what you need to pack. 
and bring comfy walking shoes if you're not just going to use your running shoes, but you could probably just use those the whole time. Definitely bring flip-flops. There are multiple hot springs, um, and I always use them for the showers anyway. Definitely bring a swimsuit, again, for the hot springs. Packable toiletries. You guys, don't check your bag. You know, I mean, if you're going to Peru, try not to check your bag unless you really, I mean, unless you're like flying priority, you know that it's going to get there just because you need all your stuff. And I mean, I always say, try to carry on if you can. And so if if it doesn't make it there, you're going to be screwed. (laughs) So try and bring small toiletries, bring a Kindle or a book so you can read. You're going to have plenty of train and bus time, an iPod, you know, et cetera the essentials, but don't bring any more because you're going to be carrying that backpack everywhere. All right, moving on to a suggested route. Peru is actually really big and it takes a long time to get anywhere there. For example, we flew into Lima and we got a flight to Cusco. Um, You can get a flight to Cusco on Peruvian airlines for about 150 bucks one way. And if you're pressed for time, I definitely recommend that. Of course, you can take a bus or I think that there's a train as well, but it's going to take you a lot longer. I mean, it's only an hour flight, but it's probably a 10 or 11 hour bus ride. In Cusco, we you can get a hostel for, you know, around $10 a night. They'll keep everything safe for you while you're hiking Machu Picchu. Take a couple of days to adjust in Cusco. It is at 12,000 feet, I believe. And, you, you know, you're going to want to adjust to the the altitude, really. They serve coca tea, like everywhere with coca leaves. And I do recommend drinking that. Just have some drinking, drinking coca tea every day should help you. And they recommend it as well. Your, your tour guide is going to offer it to you and recommend it to you. So have some of that for adjusting to the altitude. But while you're there for a couple of days is when you can book your Machu Picchu tour. So if you're really pressed for time, there is an option to take a train. Um, I know that there is a really expensive train. If you're ballin', uh, you can do like first class style or there's also a cheaper one. What I would recommend is not necessarily, I wouldn't book anything in advance. None of it. You'll see why when you get to Cusco, you just get, there's a main square. It's beautiful, but it's full of tour operators. They're everywhere and they're just going to hound you with, you know, do this tour, do that tour. And so there are so many options. I mean, you can leave the next day. There is availability. And so, I mean, if you really want to, if you're really going to be going in a crowded season and you really just want to have the peace of mind and have it done, go ahead and book online. But you are going to pay more definitely going to pay probably hundreds more than you would on the spot. We were really surprised with the final cost of our our tour. We ended up doing one called Inca Jungle, Inca with a K. We did Inca Jungle tour and it cost about $160 total per person for everything. And this tour included, it was four days, three nights. The first day included mountain biking and also had an option to go whitewater rafting if you wanted to, like at the end of the day. We didn't do that, but a couple of the guys in our group did and they loved it. And then in the middle two days, you hike. And then the last day, you hike into Machu Picchu. And so it's three nights, four days, 160 bucks. You are not going to find that online before. You can even, you know, bargain with them. We had three people. So, you know, we're like, hey, we'll 
we'll sign up all three of us if you drop the price a little. And so, you know, use that to your advantage if you can. And you have so many options. Really just pick a tour office that gives you good vibes because there are going to be a lot of people talking to you. And another thing that you should know if you, unless you're really set on doing the traditional Inca Trail, which by the way, is more expensive. It's probably a couple hundred dollars more than any of the other tours because it's that traditional Inca Trail. However, as our guide was saying, all the trails back there in those mountains, they're all Inca Trails. Like they all used them to send the messengers to communicate between between the cities. And so it's really up to you if you have your heart set on it. I totally get that. We did not do the traditional Inca Trail and I'm not I'm not sad. So, you know, we still hiked Machu Picchu and it was amazing. And there are um, there's another tour called the Salkantai Tour. That one is really rigorous. It's I think it's about five days and or six even and it takes you high up into the mountains it goes a completely different route so if you're really in shape and you really love like mountaineering that would be the one for you just make sure that you are in shape but like I said there are plenty of tours to choose from there are plenty of operators you're not going to be hard pressed to find one that has availability so don't worry about that use your couple of days in much or in Cusco adjusting to the altitude and booking a tour and then you'll be ready to go which brings me to the tour itself. And I wanted to talk a little bit about our tour. The day that that we left for our Machu Picchu tour, we had eight people in our group. We drove up a crazy road to the top of a mountain in the rain and got out at the top and they said, all right, bike down. And we were just like, what? (laughs) But the road, I mean, it was was so much fun. The road was crazy. It's one of those things you tell your mom about after the fact when you're okay, you know. But we were literally, I mean, it had been raining. We were covered in mud, just head to toe at the end by the time we got down the other side. And they have a a place there where you can literally hose each other down. And it was just hilarious and fun. And we were just dirty and wet. And it was it was a great first day, you know, and we spent the night at a decent place with even a tiny little TV and, you know, some chickens and cheap beers. And so and then the hike started. And the second day of our hike, we hiked to a town that had awesome hot springs. It was really beautiful. You hike high up into the mountains. We met a monkey on the way. There were several suspension bridges. The If you're afraid of heights, it it is really, really freaky. You are hiking on the edge of a trail and it's just like thousands of feet down to this river. <laughs> it was interesting for me because I am terrified of heights. But one thing to remember on your hike is that it is humid. It's jungle. And so you're going to be sweating a ton. We did face a little bit of rain, but it wasn't cold. Everyone was still in shorts. Um, that's another thing. Bring a rain jacket. I forgot to mention that, but definitely bring a packable rain jacket. You probably will use it. Another thing to keep in mind is that all of your meals, everything is included on this trip, except for the last night in when you get to Aguas Calientes, which is at the base of Machu Picchu, your dinner isn't covered there. And um, the hot springs along the way aren't covered either. But everything else is it's, it's all included in the price. And it's super cheap anyway. So don't even worry about that when you're when you're on your Machu Picchu trek, you, you'll be able to afford the food um, at the end. And, and the hot spring, I'm pretty sure was like 
I don't know, a couple dollars maybe per person. It was really cheap. So on the final day, actually the day that we got to go into Machu Picchu, this is what I recommend. If you're going to be doing the hike, you've got to hike up in the morning to Machu Picchu because there is a bus that goes from town. It leaves, I think, at six o'clock. That means there is a bus full of people that are going to arrive at about 6.30 at the gate for Machu Picchu. So you're either going to be among a bus full of people or you have the opportunity to hike up and get there first, which is what we did. We were up by like 4 a.m. just super stoked. (laughs) It was not hard to wake up that early. The gate to the trail opens, I think, at 4.30 in the morning, and we were the first ones through. And we, I mean, they told us to leave that early because it takes that long to get up and you want to beat the bus by 6.30. You know, we were up there by 5.30. I mean, we're from Montana. We hike. I don't I don't know what it was, but, and maybe it was just the adrenaline. We were so excited, but we hightailed it up there and we were up there in under an hour. So keep that in mind when you are judging how much time it's going to take you. It was also incredibly humid and hot. I don't think I've ever been so sweaty at 5.30 in the morning. But the awesome part was we were the very first people there. We got there. We had time to eat our breakfast before the bus showed up, before the gates opened, because they don't open until I I think it's 6.30. But we were literally the first people inside. And I cannot describe how amazing that was. This is something you must experience. It's unbelievable because you've seen all those pictures of Machu Picchu. That, I mean, that's what you see. You you go in and so when you go in, by the way, you're going to have a long kind of trail that's going straight and there'll be an option to go up to your left, go up to the left because that's where like the amazing, and I didn't know this. We're just like, where do we go? You know, no one's in there yet. Um, we, we chose this little trail up to the left and that's where you want to go. That is that view that you see. And when no one is there and it's like, it was misty in the morning and the clouds were just coming, just lifting off of Machu Picchu. It was incredible. You guys have to see it. You have to go. Anyway, the, the tour included like an hour long morning tour within Machu Picchu. And then we were kind of set free to do our own thing. We all chose what time of day we wanted to go back to Cusco and you just take the train and the bus back. Um, but we spent the whole day in there. We left by about 1.30 probably because we'd been there since 6.30, you know. So I mean, 1.30 in the afternoon seems really early, but we we saw it all. You know, we hiked everywhere. Um, you also have the option to do Huayna Picchu, which is when you're looking at Machu Picchu, there is a kind of a one almost like mountain right there in the middle. That's Huayna Picchu. And you you pay extra to hike that. And you can choose to do that when you're booking your tour. And you have to choose a time. So like a few of the people in our group had paid extra for it. And they were set to hike it at 10 o'clock. So they had to be there at that time. And honestly, do not hike it if you're afraid of heights. This is why I didn't do it. But also we were exhausted after hiking for a few days, you know, and it's, it's all stairs. It's basically like straight up this really steep mountain. And so consider that if you're, if you know, if you think you're going to be tired, if you're afraid of heights, you can easily skip it. We did. 
Anyway, enjoy your time in Machu Picchu. Soak it up. It's an incredible experience. And you can hop on the train after, you know, heading back to Aguascalientes, have some dinner, hop on the train back to Cusco, and you're ready to move on. So from Cusco, you have a couple of options. Obviously, this is going to just depend on your schedule, your budget, what you want to do. But you can either go kind of west-ish or you can go southeast to Puno, which is Lake Titicaca, which is on the border with Bolivia. And that's an amazing place. There are floating villages there. And I, I have yet to go there, actually. That's still on my bucket list. But we it's very much out of the way for really anything. where else we were going in Peru because we were heading back up the coast. And so we didn't go there. We took an overnight bus to Arequipa, which was absolutely terrible. If you're going to take an overnight bus in Peru, pay to have first class because we didn't and it was terrible and the next time we did we did get the first class and it was so much better like you feel like you're on a plane they they serve you food they give you blankets and pillows it's just night and day difference so definitely please pay the upgrade to the first class it's so much more comfortable so from Arequipa we did a two-day tour to Colca Canyon and this is pretty quick because you can stay in Colca Canyon and do a hike but we didn't do that we just kind of went to the hot springs there's hot springs everywhere we went to the hot springs and we did a tour out to go see the condors which is really cool there's a point in the canyon where the condors ride the thermal waves up they never have to flap their wings they start at the bot like way down in the canyon and you can watch them just soar up it's really actually really cool condors are ugly (laughs) birds I think but it's it's a beautiful thing to see so I do recommend that if you're going to be in in Colca Canyon and if you can spend more time there then do a hike as well and then from Arequipa we went to Ica another overnight bus and Ica is where you go to go to Huacachina there's a word for you for the the sand dunes so we went sandboarding there and they take you out in dune buggies and it's really easy to do like we we basically got the overnight bus to Ica and when we got there there were taxis waiting for us be careful with the taxis there just make sure that they're legit taxis at the bus station and that they're going to take you out to Huacachina which that's just an oasis in the desert it's a little lake with trees all around it and it actually is a little village and they'll take you to a place where you can actually the place that we went there were showers available and breakfast and they do tours and so we just signed up for a tour and we did they took us all out in these awesome dune buggies it's actually kind of scary like (laughs) it's kind of scary but I think I'm kind of a wuss sometimes my brother and husband just loved it so and the sand dunes are huge I'd been sandboarding in Brazil before And it was just so different from this time in Peru. They were really high and you go really fast. So it was kind of scary too, but we had a good time. And from there, we bust to Paracas. And so you're not very far this time. I think it's only a two hour bus ride to the coast. And Paracas is on the coast. It's in a crazy area of Peru where it never rains and I know that's really hard to believe but it never it just doesn't rain there Um, they actually have salt mines there and there's a national reserve Paracas National Reserve that you can really cheaply and easily get a driver to take you through to, to see the area where you are and the other thing that you do in Paracas is you get 
a, a tour out to the Islas Ballestas, which is where there are humble penguins that live out there. There's all kinds of birds and sea lions and animals covering these islands. And so you can you can get a boat out there for pretty cheap to see that. And then from there, we went back up to Lima. And I think you're only about a four and a half or five hour bus ride from Lima at that point. So it does take a lot. I mean, that was a, a, a flight plus two overnight bus rides and a couple of other bus rides to, to do this entire loop that we did. But I would say it was successful. We spent three weeks doing this. So if you have less time, keep that in mind. It, it does take a long time to get anywhere in Peru. And as you go, you can figure out with when you're in Cusco, that's when we booked the tour t- uh, in Colca Canyon. It was really easy. We just, you know, went into yet another tour office and just signed up to do this two-day tour. And he even hooked us up with the bus ride overnight. We had someone pick us up. Like, it was pretty easy to make all the connections and get all the tours set up. There are people in every place who are expecting this. It's it's really set up for tourism. So don't worry about the logistics so much because it'll all kind of fall into place. So I hope that that was helpful for you guys. I think the main takeaways from this should be that you will pay much more and I think be more stressed if you book your tours online before you go. So just wait because you'll see how how easy it is. And also don't pack too much because you'll end up wearing the same clothes all the time and carry your pack everywhere. And then also be prepared for rain at any time of year. So just go whenever you can make it happen. Just go. The tickets are expensive down to Peru. It's pretty far down there. So I would recommend checking out episode 11, which is finding the best deals on flights to, you know, just make sure you're getting the best deal possible on your flight to Peru. And whatever you spend on your ticket, the rest of your trip is going to be less than that per person while you're there. I mean, we probably spent less than $700 per person for three weeks, including the Machu Picchu tour, because it's just simply not that expensive. Um, And so you're going to probably pay the most for your plane ticket down there. Um, We all actually used miles. We all had miles at that point. And so if you can use miles for this trip, it's a good one to use miles for because the tickets are so expensive, you know, like 1300 bucks a ticket or something. So if you do have the opportunity to use miles, do that. Anyway, I hope that this gives you some motivation to get going on this trip because I know it's on your bucket list. (laughs) And so hopefully you can just move it from the list, you know, to the calendar. And let me know if you have any questions. There is a comment section there on the the show notes page. Again, you can find that at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash 27. And I'm happy to answer any questions that I can. So thanks, you guys, so much for tuning in. Happy travels, and I'll see you next time.